0: Welcome back, Home Stretch here on Silver and Black today in Odyssey Original Podcast. Thanks for being with myself, Scott Branson, and my co-host Mo Moton. As we talk everything, Las Vegas Raiders football, we do it all the time. We do it for you because we are giving people, right, Mo? We wanna we just want to give back to the community. We want to give back to Raider Nation.
1: Yeah, we're not on the same level as Josh Keman and Raider Dad. Shout out to him again. Yes. But we, we do what we can to give back to the community. Get the, get the community and the fans through these weeks of the offseason before the regular season, just sit down and have fun with us, have a conversation.
0: Okay. So Mo, there's a, there's a, uh, an odds comparison site called sidelines. So sidelines.co or one of those things you can look it up. Uh, they don't pay us. So I'm not giving them, I don't care. Uh, but no, anyway, they, they sent us a survey um, uh-huh. that um, they gave 70,000 people. So here was the question. The question is which NFL team is the best. Now, This is the greatest NFL teams of all time. And I don't mean like the NFL did on its anniversary where it was like, okay, the 1972 Dolphins or the 1983 Raiders. It it wasn't like that. It's in general. I think if I would have phrased the survey, it would have been best, greatest franchises of all time. Okay. So, because that's what they're really getting at. It's just a generic survey of, hey, what is, what do you believe is the best NFL team ever? Uh, And they would list all the, they listed all 32 teams. So. Um, if you had to rank the Raiders, where would you put them Mo? Any idea? The it top 10? I'm not just
1: saying this because if I might just saying this because I, I say I'm on a Raiders show, but I would say top 10 because the Raiders okay. have a rich history. Yes. I have not have w- done a lot of winning recently, but if you look at the history and the, the number of Hall of Famers that they have, mm-hmm. uh, they still have, you know, one of the most championships across the league where it should be top 10.
0: There you go. So so I think most fans would agree with you. I think also the the recognition of the brand and the 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 kind of aura that goes around the brand, which I know comes from winning football, but it also comes from the culture of all the folks out there, the fans, Raider Nation, right? They've created a culture around this football team that t- that came from it, of course, uh, of the glory days of the 70s and into the 80s. And the '60s, I have to add that too. But but nonetheless, that's where it came from. So I want to give these rankings because I, I want to get your comments on it and, and and get the folks out there to also tweet at us or send us. You can send us the email mail at silverandblacktoday.com. We'll have it on our mailbag show uh, on this subject too. Any subject we talk about. So the number one team, the greatest teams of all time, is voted on by seventy thousand people, which is a big a big sample size, by the way. Because you could usually these are like five to seven hundred people. So seventy thousand is a lot. Who would you say, Mo? Guess guess who is ranked number one? Think of recency bias. If I had bias. to guess,
1: I, <laughs> if I had to if recency bias, it would be the Patriots because they just did nothing but winning with Tom Brady. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but if but it but if it wasn't just based on winning, I would say the 49ers and the Steelers are probably up there because they also have rich traditions.
0: See, Mo knows his football. But yes, the Patriots were voted number one. Uh, and if you remember the Patriots six Super Bowl championships, they've been to eleven Super Bowls. I forgot it was eleven. I even forgot that. I don't know why I forgot that number. Number two is the Steelers, as you mentioned, five Super six excuse me six Super Bowl wins. They've appeared in eight Super Bowls. Number three, the Green Bay Packers. Green
1: tradition, Bay Packers tradition.
0: Four exactly four Super Bowl wins. They've been to uh, nine NFC championships. But really, it's three in the Super Bowl era. So they actually haven't right. had a ton uh, of, of, of those. Actually, it's four in the Super Bowl era. Um, and then number four is the 49ers. Five Super Bowl wins, seven Super Bowl appearances, okay? Then we get to number five, Raiders' favorite team, the Dallas Cowboys. Five Super Bowl wins, eight NFC championships slash Super Bowl appearances. Number six, the New York Giants. Four Super Bowl wins, five NFC championships. Okay, so one through six, I can agree with. Okay, yeah, yeah. I got no problem one through six based on the number of Super Bowls they've appeared in, the number of Super Bowls they've won, the power of the fanhood and the, ba- the brand, right? No question. Number seven, are you ready, Mo? I don't want you to fall out of your seat. The Seattle Seahawks recency bias it has to be right
1: yeah and I guess a little bit of that is the legion of boom but it was kind of short-lived
0: very short-lived and remember one Super Bowl championship and they've appeared in three okay all yeah. in that same era right so it was a right. to your point it was a very condensed short period but but clearly it's it's fresh in people's mind number eight we haven't gotten to the Raiders yet number eight to me is one of the worst, but it's because one of the best guys to ever play in the NFL, from a personality and a position standpoint, played on this team, and he's kind of beloved. And that is the Saints, the Aints. Remember the Aints? How bad they were forever. Wow. They're yeah. ranked number eight, w- only one Super Bowl championship, and only one NFC championship. So they've only been there once. Wow, <laughs> yeah.
1: that's shocking.
0: It's, it's shocking and it's ridiculous at the same time. I don't know what this is, you know, but, you know, when you put things to vote, as we found out in this country, you just never know. Um, <laughs> and then when you get to number nine, this is I, 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 I'm, I'm debating whether I just skip nine. Because Raider fans are going to lose their collective caca. If, if you're if you're on the West Coast, you know what that means. Crap. Jeez. No. The Broncos. The Broncos, Broncos at number nine, three Super Bowl championships, just as many as the Raiders. I hate to remind people of that, uh, and they have won six AFC championships. Okay, number ten. Did the Raiders make the top ten? The answer is ye no. They did not. Number ten, Ouch. Kansas City Chiefs. Yes, go. recency bias again. Patrick Mahomes. It's got to be the whole thing. Two Super Bowl championships, two AFC championships you, you got to give them that. Every time they win an AFC Championship, they win a Super Bowl, even though one was before I was born. Um, and I'm old. So that's number 10. Now, here's the other one. Uh, those – those, the Saints, the Seahawks, the Chiefs, the Broncos, hey, they have three Super Bowls. They've been there six times. I get it. The Chiefs, no, don't understand that one. This one, Mo, this one will drive you crazy as a New Yorker as well. Number 11. Still no, no. Raiders. The Eagles. The Eagles, one Super Bowl championship, three <laughs> NFC championships. I
1: mean, you know what? You know what? They, I'm not, I'm not condoning with, I don't, I'm not on board with that, but. <laughs> you're being careful. I kind of, <laughs> I, I kind of get why they're up there because that was considered when they beat the Patriots, that was considered one of the biggest Super Bowl upsets of all time. Because remember, Carson Wentz got hurt. He went down with the ACL injury that year. Back and Nick quarterback. Foles, Nick Foles. <laughs> led the Eagles to a Super Bowl title against the Patriots who who were were a dynasty at the time. Built a statue of the guy outside. Yeah, absolutely. So, so I kind of understand why they're out there. I get it.
0: Yeah. In the sense. And at number 12, the Las Vegas Raiders. Three Super Bowl champions, of course, four AFC championships. Um, followed then, I'll just do uh, round out the top 15. After the Raiders, the Bears, Vikings, and Dolphins and Rams were tied. Again, the Rams to me aren't even in the top 20, but they won the Super Bowl last year. All right.
1: So, and they were they were another Super Bowl too. They didn't
0: and they won the Super Bowl football. with Vermeil. Absolutely. Right. So you, they have two. So you got to give them that. It's more than the Eagles. But to your point about the Eagles, and again, it's so much of this is recency bias, which to me, if I'm a Raider fan, I'm gonna look at the positive here. You haven't really won in 30 years, but yet you're you're near the top ten when people are surveyed about the greatest teams of all time. So that's pretty dang good. Now, if the Raiders start winning, to me, you're gonna see them roll up this list because everybody loves the Raiders and the mystique and the image. And when they're winning, as everybody, even people who hate the Raiders will tell you it's good for the NFL.
1: Right. The the yeah. two things there are two things I think that hurt raiders in this ranking mm. one of course we mentioned it and fans are gonna want to plug their ears but they haven't won enough right <laughs> in the last 20 30 years so we we understand that i i think and maybe this i don't know if this was in the criteria but the fact that they moved i wonder if that factored into it because a lot of the teams that you mentioned at the top of that list there's stability there with mm. where they play it's a good point a lot of the teams very very stable franchises where you know where they're playing you know what city they're playing in the Raiders yeah. had a, a long, drawn-out situation where, where are they going to go? Are they going to go to San Antonio? Are they going to go back to Los Angeles? Where are they going to play? Where are they going to end up? That, that went on for a while. It so, did. While they yeah. didn't have the greatest season. So I may, maybe that factors into it, too.
0: Well, and I, I also think, too, they had they had such instability at the quarterback position until Derek Carr came uh, as well. And let's face it, in the NFL, it's all about the quarterback And so when you have a face to the front, not that they didn't have great defensive linemen and offensive linemen, and, of course, Charles Woodson, the best ever, the GOAT. All that stuff was great. They had Gannon for that little bit, and they got to the Super Bowl, right? But to me, in the NFL, you have a long, sustained quarterback who's your face to your franchise. That helps you, too.
1: Yeah, just the lack of stability, the lack of winning, no playoff wins in how many years now? Two decades. (laughs) Uh, uh, you know the, all the things that you you care about with a football team—the quarterback, the winning, uh, the culture where they're playing, the stability. Raiders haven't really had that a lot. Uh, but the the good news is they're they're on the right pathway. And as you said, yep. being 12th on this list, despite all of that, is a good sign that if let's say they do make the playoffs this year, win a few games, even make it to the Super Bowl, I think they move up that list. Because as you said, a lot of people say when the Raiders are good, football's fun again.
0: Right, and I think too the Raiders' growth. Overseas, They played in London all those times, which I know the fans hated and I know the team wasn't a big fan of. They've grown that influence. And now I think, with all due respect to the people in Oakland, the move helps them. It's Las Vegas. Everybody knows Las Vegas. So there's an excitement around the fact that they're there as well, to your point earlier, and I think that'll help them as well. All right, Mo, we're going to switch gears a little here for the, for the remainder of the show and talk a little bit about fantasy football. So we saw the first five players on each roster, the roster going down uh, by five. And and how does that impact fantasy football? We saw it a little bit. I I was mistaken that one of my players already got cut. It wasn't true. And Mo corrected me during the break. Thank you, Mo. Uh, But if you look at what happened this week, Mo, uh, with cuts in the NFL – I know it wasn't massive for uh, fantasy players overall because there wasn't massive names, but there was some pretty good players. Um, Talk about that impact and what people need to do if they're looking at their rosters except for anybody in our league because they're going to all lose to me.
1: <laughs> gosh uh what i will say is that uh, any the cuts that happened on tuesday really shouldn't have uh, impacted your roster too much unless you were taking long shots at at guys that you know could be fringe back-end players in ppr leagues maybe a running back that could be a rb3 that you maybe think could get right. some catches but other than that it should, you should have been encouraged by a lot of the performances one guy i wanted to point out damian pierce Looks like he's the emerging back with Houston, Texas. It looks like he could really start the season as RB1 there. So if you got Damian Pierce on the back end of your roster, kudos to you because he's on the right pathway. I mentioned Kenneth Walker undergoing a hernia procedure early in the, in the other segment. Uh looks like he's going to have a decent workload because Rashad Penny hasn't been able to stay healthy. So as if, if long as the Seahawks are confident that he could play week one, if you have Ken Walker on your roster, kudos to you. Because it looks like he's going to have a big role. But I, what I will say is that stay away from the running back star in the preseason. Mm-hmm. Because we, I mentioned Chris Warren early in the show. Chris Warren led the league in rushing yards when the Raiders had him. He was the preseason star, and he didn't even wind up on the roster. They stashed him. had a, had an injury, may or may not have had an injury. Didn't play. <laughs> now he's out like of the Darren league. Waller. <laughs> may have had an injury but it's like be careful about running backs who show up in a preseason run for a whole bunch of yards because a lot of times they're getting a lot of touches because they are back-end roster guys and they're not going to necessarily have a big role during the regular season
0: you know i got a note from somebody uh and he was he was somebody who wanted to get in our silver and black today listener league uh which we'll we'll talk about next week but um but got in too late so he couldn't make it but um he messaged me the other day, and he said, hey, he's like, did you see this report about, um, I forgot it was re- uh, the receiver from um, from Tennessee? And um, he's like, did you see this? It says he's doing terrible. He might not even start. They're not committed to him. There's a danger in that, too, Mo, because if you watch the playing time in the preseason, to your point, I think you get a better indication. But you see these reports because God bless everybody in the fantasy football industry. It's awesome. It's great. We all love it. And you do it, too. Mm-hmm. But you have to write about stuff, and hey, if that week there's some negativity around a player because whatever, um, be careful if you have a player not to let them go and drop them just based on you see a Yahoo story or an ESPN story about that. Isn't that true? Don't you kind of have to stick till you get to final cuts and and then take some definitive reports, especially from the guys who cover the beat?
1: Yeah, and I think you're talking about Traylon Burks, Tennessee Titans wide receiver, yes. maybe. Yes. He's on yes, because he had a he had a, he had an issue with asthma during the, early in the off season, during OTAs, mm-hmm. and I and I read those same reports that there that you know there are some issues where they, he may not start, He may be behind Robert Woods and Westbrook out there. Um, I wouldn't let him go simply because they drafted him in the first round, so that they obviously expect him to contribute right away. Right. You don't drop a first round wide receiver. After a couple of or a few bad reports, you hang on to that guy because obviously the t- the team drafted him high for the reason. So for the people out there who picked up a wide receiver in the first two to three rounds, hang on to that guy. Because he, even if he has a rough outing during OTAs or mandatory mini camp or early training camp or even the first one or two preseason games, he may catch on during a regular season or at some point in a regular season. So hold on to that yeah. ticket. Uh, I wouldn't let go of a guy unless he gets hurt. A guy that says unless he gets hurt or he's clearly wide receiver four or five and just had a terrible offseason from start to finish, then yeah, if you got a hot guy that's that's not a hot guy, but a hot free agent on the on the on the market that mm-hmm. you want at the back of your roster, pick that guy up. But otherwise, hold on to your first and second round rookie wide receivers.
0: Good advice. There you go from Mostradamus himself. He's gonna lose in our league, but at least he's gonna give you good. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Scott's just, very confident today.
0: I, I'm just no it's not confident. I'm 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 the uh I'm the new you, you're the Vince Lombardi, so so I'll be the Bill Belichick of fantasy football. <laughs> oh, the new oh. age. Yeah, well. well. <laughs> anyway. On to week um, one. Yeah, that's right. On to week one where we play each other. We have a couple of weeks yeah. to let that rumorate <laughs> until we start talking trash about it. So it'll be fun. Uh, but that brings us to the conclusion of this Thursday. Edition. Mo, this Thursday edition was so fun, so good. I think we should just do another extra little show tomorrow and make it four days in a row. What do you think?
1: Yeah, we love the fans so much. We're just gonna throw an extra show at you because gonna- that's that's how we feel. We we really love you guys tuning in, and we appreciate you. And that's and that's our gift from us to you.
0: It's a gift, absolutely. That's right. The gift of Raiders content. Directly from Mo, directly from Scott, directly from Silver and Black today and Odyssey. So you're welcome. Uh, But tomorrow, Mo, we're going to get together and we're going to be focused. We're going to focus on, yes, it's a preseason game. So we're not as worried about who's going to win and all that kind of stuff. What we're worried about and what we want to focus on, we're going to give you three Raiders players to watch for various reasons in this game in Miami uh, on Saturday. So that's going to drop tomorrow morning on Friday, so just if you've already subscribed, you get it anyway, so you don't have to worry about it. If you haven't subscribed, do so, and it'll be delivered so you can on that Friday. The Friday commute is the best because you know the weekend's almost here. So definitely want to do it, and we'll have fun time with that show. Uh, so we'll, we'll drop that on uh, tomorrow morning, so make sure you're there, and we'll give you what you need to watch from our point of view with these Raiders players as they get ready for the next round of cuts next week. Uh, and roll towards the regular season. All right, Mo. I will talk to you tomorrow, uh, and I will be less crabby. I promise.
1: Yeah, and shout out to the Las Vegas Aces. Be like Daryl. Support the team. They're the number one seed out there, doing great things. Las Vegas. We mm. we want Las Vegas to be a sports city. So support the Aces. Go to there the games. Go. Watch.
0: Mo Mo says Mo M O E says S E Z Mo says. New segment. Mo says. Okay. No. There you go. Uh, but there you go. Um, also, I want to close out the show. Um, I know it'll sound like a bummer, but uh, I want to remember uh, my good friend, Caesar Wright, a childhood friend of mine who passed away on Tuesday night after a battle with rare form of cancer. Uh, we were there as kids together, grew up together, went to school together. Uh, he was a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, so you have to forgive him for that. Uh, but uh, uh, I wish him the best on the other side, and I will see him, I'm sure, one day there but want to give my best to his wife and his daughter and to the rest of his family's brother and sister as well, who, um, who survived him. So C's it was good to know you, man. And I appreciate you. I dedicate the show to you. All right. We're going to step aside for this Thursday and we will be back tomorrow. Don't forget subscribe. So you get tomorrow's show for Moton, I am Scott Colbrans, and This has been silver and black today, a Odyssey original podcast. Take care, everybody.